Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery and bow hunting. The Bow Hunter Planet Podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. Please check out these partners' links in the description of this podcast. Now, your hosts, Tim and Dave. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Border Plant Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, like Tim could not make it, which is fine, but uh, Brandon's going to be a little bit pissed. But then again, it's kind of like Brandon is co-hosting this with me, so it's kind of fun. It's like we're just going to hang out and do our thing. So Brandon Adams, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I am doing fantastic, man. Running around like a crazy person during the holidays, but doing good. <laughs> I feel like it's always like that during the holidays. Like even today I had to run the UPS. My wife said, I need you to take these back. And I was shipping a bow to a friend for his kid. And uh, I ended up going, she, she hands me like 15 items. I'm like, what? And there's like all these boxes <laughs> and all these coats from Amazon. I'm the guy scanning them. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going right. to be here all day. You should right. see me getting in there packages. I'm kicking them in. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even my my wife and i you know we're building a new house and i'm sure you're the same way i think you're are you building as well no i've i've, I've already passed all that i don't want to ever do it again <laughs> <laughs> no, i will do it again mine in fact we're not done yet but it's for sale if you're interested i'll finish it for you <laughs> no we we bought so much freaking crap in the last two weeks you know for the house and plus for the holidays uh we were trying to track down a receipt today and it was just a nightmare, you know, and then boxes oh, were showing God. up, having to get someone <laughs> signatures and it's just, well, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah it's so funny. Hey, a hat's pretty cool. You got there. AJJ hat. I'm loving it. Yeah, man. This has been a lucky hat this year. I, uh, nice. I'm a big, yeah. Do you shoot HHA? I do. Yeah. We got, uh, we shoot their sights and also their stabilizers. So been shooting HHA I- for, for a while, actually. Yeah, I just got Chris just sent me a box uh, two days ago, and it's got their 2022 stuff in it. Yeah, and there's really nothing in there. It was just a couple of products, right? And I'm like, so I text him. I'm like, is this like 2022 stuff? What is this? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. It's just like a box with some like loose stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at right now, but it looked pretty sweet. I'm actually really, really excited for them. I think it's gonna be um, something that. I think people are going to like, it sounds like they're launching that. What is today should be coming up here in a week or two. I think 
So that'd be exciting. I'll try to get something on that. And, um, but anyway, so how's your season been going? Man, I have been killing it. Very, uh, very fortunate this year to have had the best personally that I've had. And then plus the, my world team is, uh, I've been in the industry for like 14, 15 years now, been part of like some pro staffs and some teams. And I've never been a part of a team that has had such a good of year with such as good as footage on such giant deer as we have this year. And so I'm pretty, pretty stoked to be able to share that with everyone here coming up soon. Wow. That's cool. I'm looking at this video you guys have on your, or you have on your page specifically, and it's with this decoy and this buck yep. coming up on it. Oh my gosh. What kind of decoy yep. is this? The decoy on my bow is an ultimate predator gear. Decoy. It straps to your bow with like some Velcro, Velcro straps. And it is an absolute, like to me, it's going to be a part of my hunting rep, like tool belt for, for the rest of my life. It's going to be something I do forever. That's um, crazy. The decoy I have in front of me is like a, it's a boss buck. I did a little customization on it. Uh, I did a little paint job, made it look a little, uh, a little, a little more detail on it. But the, the that whole setup with the, with the lockdown, it basically, the it's a lockdown buck is what you know, lockdown uh, spread. That I, I, that's what I'm going to do in the future during the rut. In fact, I'm going to Mississippi. So, so I'm going cool. to Mississippi next week, and it's going to be the rut. And I'm doing that, you know, basically the whole time. I'll probably get in the that tree is. first few hunts just to get my feet wet, but that's how I'm going to try to kill a deer. Dude, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I. I it's like strapped right to your bow. I can't wait to share this picture. Yep. This is like crazy. Like so cool. It's one of the craziest experiences I've ever experienced bow hunting. Uh, having the how'd you how'd you learn of that product? I never so even my, seen that. One of my one of my really good friends. I, he's kind of a mentor, but I call him you know a friend. He calls me his little brother. He's like a big brother to me. It feels like uh, Danny Ferris uh, uses that. Well, he, he's an owner of, of that company, actually, uh, Ultimate Predator Gear. And he has been trying to convince me to do this in the Whitetail Woods for years. And I was convinced that I was going to do it last year. And then I had some stuff happen that I, I wasn't able to get in a lot of rut hunts, especially with as much time as I was wanting to put in. But so this year, I decided to dedicate some time to, to implementing this tactic. And it's, it's, uh, it told me. I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I, I credit it. all to all Danny's uh all, all his doing. Dude, that thing has got to be one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So I, the I, deer coming into you, like it's you know, like I, I I equate it to reaping for turkeys, right? You, you yeah. remember you 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 remember when reaping was not a thing, right? <laughs> where yeah, where no one did it, and whenever you seen someone do it or someone talked about it, you were just like, you know, you didn't believe them basically. This to me is the exact same thing. I think in five years, I think this will be a very popular tactic for uh, for white-tailed deer. So, are you on your feet or on your knees when you take that shot? I'm sitting on my butt right there. Oh, you're on a chair of some sort? Uh, no, just my butt. I have a little pad, oh. like a two-inch. Yeah, uh, but like Danny, he uses a like one of them fold-out turkey chairs that you know you're like this mm -hmm. high off the ground. That's what Danny uses uh, in his strategy. So, well, let's talk about. 
let's talk about Oklahoma a little bit. I see a lot of these videos on here are from Oklahoma. I've, obviously, you're from Oklahoma, but my question is because I've never hunted out Oklahoma. I don't know the 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 way it looks there and stuff. Is, is the video where the buck comes in on that decoy and you shoot it? Is that is that pretty? Is that what Oklahoma looks like for the backdrop, like short trees? It depends on where you're at. Uh, Oklahoma, actually, I, I I implore you to go to our YouTube page and watch Slammed. It's a 90 minute film I put together a couple years ago. Uh, it's it's about me chasing the five big game animals in Oklahoma, uh, all with a bow. And and I'm not just saying this because I'm from Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is truly a diverse state. Uh, we got big mountains in southeast with big pine and oak forest. You know, I'm talking about mountains, you know, 3,000 foot from the bottom to the top mm. and, and higher. Uh, and then, of course, the, the plains, what everyone thinks of, and the cross timbers where the big pine woods meet the, the open plains in the middle. And then in southwestern Oklahoma, we got big elk herds and, and phenomenal elk hunting uh, in, the, in the Washita Mountains uh, or the Wichita Mountains. It's just, uh, it's a very diverse state where, where, where you're looking at on those videos where that buck's coming in that's classic western oklahoma terrain there where you got canyons cedars uh cottonwoods that particular property is just west of the city oklahoma city and so it does have some oak trees in it but it has the the, the, the same terrain features as most of western oklahoma yeah that's pretty cool man that's i remind me a little bit of texas that's the only reason i brought it up and i Right. I remember it's a little different than that, but like, I still remember the shorter trees and the, the kind of more open plain. And, you know, if from Michigan, we do a lot of tree stand hunting here and ground blind and tree stand the, the biggest thing. And so for us, it's always been, you know, 20 foot tree stands and hang ons, you know, ladders, you name it, but it's all tall forest here. You know, you go through, it's all 30, 40, 50, 60 feet, you know, tree, um, which makes it, different because it's all flat too so we don't have the hill advantages at all to, to play on so we have to get in the air or get into a ground blind because otherwise they see us in a heartbeat but that's why i'm looking at your thing there and thinking that's a great idea that decoy you know try something like that well the thing is with that decoy is you don't have to use that in just western environments i just came from kentucky and you know it's midwestern you know a lot of people can relate to farmland kentucky uh i did that for a week now, unfortunately, I didn't have any, you know, mature deer see it. Uh, I had a lot of younger deer, which they came in. Uh, I, I am wholeheartedly convinced that if a mature deer sees that setup and he's by himself, he will come in. Like, I think it's going to be close to 100% of the time. It's funny because I actually, <laughs> I actually experienced that same thing in real life when I was in Ohio mm -hmm. hunting one time. I was in a tree stand and I was just filming and the guy I was filming, I couldn't get in the stand with him. So he ended up having a solo film using like tactic cams or something. I can't remember, but he's like, you can't, you can't get in this tree with me. There's no time. You just, just go find somewhere to sit. And so I went, I went down the hill, <laughs> sat in this tree and no joke. What you just did there was the actual scenario in front of me. So mm -hmm. I had a huge buck and a doe and another buck just coming in, trying to get to this doe. And they kept like, not fighting yep. but kind of like he would like they would just kind of just follow each other so i see exactly what was going to happen there and i agree with you 100 yep. i have no doubt in my mind that that is going to work almost every single time 
uh, right. and, and right in front of me, the real thing played out. So I know it would work, you know, and the funny so, part is you're using two decoys, you know, it's hilarious. Well, you're, 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 you're making a spread. That's the way I look at it is you're making like a, like you would put, you know, geese decoys out to make a spread or yeah. duck decoy. That's what you're doing. You're setting a scene and a buck this time of year, even this time of year is looking for a doe, right? If a buck does not have a doe, he's looking for a doe. And when he comes into an opening and he sees a buck standing there because that's going to catch his eye first because the buck is out in the open five, ten yards in front of you. He sees that out in the opening, and then he sees that doe that's moving because it's you in the brush. I mean, everything is yeah, sold. Instant. It, it, and that's what he's looking <laughs> for. That's where he's going. And then whenever he's, com whenever he's coming into you, you ain't got to worry about him seeing you move or whatever because that you're supposed to be moving, yeah. right? If you're not moving, it's probably going to be weird. And so yeah. you can you'd be hanging out, you know, kind of like looking around, making sure the bigger buck's not coming in. And then, of course, drawing. I mean, you could do it right in front of his face at 15 yards. Wow. I'm is this, on, man. <laughs> when you learned about it, did you, was there guys already doing that you saw videos of as well? Because I've never seen that before until I just saw your just, video. Just Danny. Danny's the the only one that I've seen. And, and I have no, they're not, they're not a partner of mine i don't have any interest in the company yeah danny's and uh he's the only person i've seen do it and i trust him he told me this is this is a this is the real deal and so i tried it and now it's like i said it's freaking part of what yeah. i do I, the only thing i the only thing i don't like about it is i feel like i i would want to be on extreme private land to do it just because of other hunters seeing me you know right. like shooting towards me or right. i would just get i would not do it in gun season for sure but i you know i yeah. would think that you have to be very secure with where you're at i guess is what i was going to going to Mississippi <laughs> in louisiana i'm actually hunting on a on a, with a buddy on a, on a club on the mississippi river and uh, I, i'm going to use this tactic and i think i'm going to put a orange vest around uh I call him Ross, <laughs> Ross, the boss, but uh, I'll put an orange vest around Ross. That way no one fires a pop shot at me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though I gotta be careful, man. You just don't know what the hell you're going to come up against. This is true. So, uh, so I'm looking through your videos too, and I see this and I don't know, I'm assuming this is from this year, but it says 10 year olds, first deer. What's this all about? That particular video is my daughter's first year from last year. Uh, cool. if you have time, it's kind of a longer video, especially for what I normally put on Instagram. I definitely watch it. Uh, it's, it's, it's an incredible video for her of her overcoming a lot of fear and doubt because earlier that week she had missed her first year, you know, she, her first opportunity and this deer's coming in and actually I'm standing in my yard right now. It's about where all this happened is about 120 yards behind me, uh, nice. which is cool for me, but she was reluctant and afraid to pull the trigger. And I don't know if, if you watch it, I've had subtitles on there so you can hear what everything's being said. Uh, it's just pretty impressive that she was able to overcome that and, you know, and, and get it done. So I'm proud of yeah, her. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, then I always love seeing that. It's the best. Right. Two days. Yeah, I, it is the best. I, I have two girls. I have a 13, almost 14 and that 11 year old and uh, getting to take them out is, is something that's definitely become part of my fall. And I, and I absolutely love it because they're yeah. becoming, like, well, they're becoming their own little humans and everything. And <laughs> I'm uh, just, uh, proud of them. So, uh, but Brooke, she, uh, she, she, 
she got a big old doe just a couple of days ago. So nice. I was and self, just like a pro. I was uh, very how much how much land are you hunting on there? On this particular piece of small acreage, it's where my house is in central Oklahoma. That's uh, 25 acres just outside of Oklahoma City. So nice. Uh, what kind of temperature four, right now? <laughs> it's super cold. Uh, it's like 74 degrees at dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cold right now no we do have a front coming in it's got 20s and you know highs of the 30s tomorrow so oh, okay so you guys that's pretty similar to michigan then at that point that's well, yeah. what we are here all the time oh, yeah <laughs> i bet you the normal high for now is probably in the 50s if i had to guess yeah so. somebody now when is the you know we we're talking earlier just mess around about tornadoes but when is that season is that in spring or summer is <laughs> generally it's generally in the spring. We normally have a little spike in, in the fall, and this year it seemed like it was a big spike because we have a piece of property in western Oklahoma, and in the middle of October, we had one hunt where we were there for two days, and there was like six tornadoes within 20 miles of us wow. in a two-day. It was freaking insane. Uh, so that's kind of abnormal for October, but normally it's in you know April, May, so... Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, uh, Oklahoma. I'm assuming, and I just is just stereotyping right now, but I'm assuming you like Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, You're like uh, everybody likes Garth Brooks here. What do you mean? Yeah, who, you don't like Garth Brooks? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? I don't understand questions. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny actually. Uh, I watched his video and it was Will Smith, and he said he went. He was with uh, I forgot the guy's name. He's really popular. Uh, tv uh show host um what's his name he does all the singing with like ed sheeran and all those guys he's british but anyway they're driving and there's this wedding and and he goes you think you think if you went in there people know who you are he goes are you kidding me and he's like but they're all white people he goes all white people love will smith <laughs> he goes watch this <laughs> he gets high goes right to the whole wedding everybody's like oh my god oh my god and they're like chasing them and it was the funniest shit and I'm like, oh my God. And then he comes back. He's like, I told you, he's got cake and shit. He's like, I got told you, everybody loves Will Smith. Are you kidding me? Men in black. Yeah. Oh, uh, so funny. I was like, dang. Yeah. yeah, but that's the same with Garth Brooks. I feel like everybody loves Garth Brooks, even from here all the way across the world, you know. Garth so Brooks, like, he kind of, especially in the 90s, and I'm not very old, but I mean, I remember the 90s a little bit. And I remember Garth Brooks kind of transcending everything. And, uh, I, I I still feel like today he's he's kind of you know mega 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 famous. So yeah, he was different than everybody. You know, he he just I, he, you could see that he was a true entertainer on top of, but a real person. And I felt like that was always the thing about Garth Brooks that people, you know, caught on to the most is just that this dude's like real deal. Like he's out here. He loves do he loves this. He loves doing what he's doing. Like this isn't yeah. like just somebody wants to come out here and get a paycheck. This guy yeah. is like into it. Just like you're into bow hunting. This guy's into you know what I mean? Like you could see mm -hmm. right through that. And that's the other thing people always talk about. It's like when when you're good at something and you're you're good at something, you're good at it. You know, it's like you're you're not you don't care about the money, you don't care about the level, you just do it because you love doing it. It's a, it's yep. a big difference, I think, when you see it from that perspective. But anything yep. could be attributed to that. You know, it could be hunting, it could be fishing, it could be whatever. But I don't know. But that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's that's cool. That you ever see him around town? He lives there, doesn't he? Still, uh, he lives in. Yeah, he doesn't live here. Uh, you know, he yeah. was <laughs> somewhere. 
the guy lives east of the city. He lives I, not here. I think he lives up in Tulsa, that area. Yeah, him and I aren't best friends. I can't text him right now. Uh, yeah, so maybe maybe next year we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we got we got Eminem, we got Kid Rock, and we got yep. um, we have uh, Tim Allen and Jeff Daniels wow. actually. So all those guys live in Michigan somewhere. I know Eminem actually lives very close to me, but not too close, really? but close. Because he actually chose, he's actually kind of smart guy. He chose to live in a gated community that's a big community. Obviously, his house is mammoth, but the people around him aren't that big. You know what I mean? They're rich people, super rich people, but not like, he's not living in the areas you would assume, put it that way. I got you. Cool. He used to live around the block from here. His first house he ever bought when he became a rapper is literally down the street from here. This is hilarious. And uh, yeah, he... That's he's a big big guy, man. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't seem very nice though, but you know. (laughs) Is that what you said? What was that? You said he didn't seem he doesn't seem very nice. No, I don't think if you saw him on the street, he would be like, Hey, how's it going? I don't think so. I think he'd be like, Get the (laughs) hell away from me. I think Kid Rock would be nice, but I don't think I don't think Eminem would. I just right. Anyhow, um, so Tell, tell me about what's going on with your your bow rig. You mentioned Hoyt earlier. Are, are you excited for what's coming? Do you know what's coming? What's what's the situation over there? I am so excited about my current rig, and I'm not just saying this. People that know me know that I'm not just saying this. My current bow hunting rig right now is it's either number one or or like one A or one B all time favorite bow hunting rigs, and uh, I. Do not say that flippantly. Like, I, I mean that. Uh, yeah. I'm shooting Hoyt RX-5, the Ultra. I like a longer bow. I think it's 35 axle to axle. Uh, and then plus them big cams that even acts like a longer yeah. longer bow. Uh, it is one of the best holding, drawing, shooting, hunting bows I've ever shot, period. I like a heavy bow, too. And so I got weights. I got the HTA stabilizer systems with as much weight as I can on it. I actually have a, a GoPro that goes on the front of my bow too, which is even more weight. Uh, I like a big heavy bow. I live out here in the plains, and so we get a lot of wind. You know, I want to, I want a bow that's going to fight that wind with me. Um, so, what color is your bow? It is uh, like buckskin. You know, like that brown color. Oh, nice. Like, it's It's like this color right here. So. yeah that's sweet yeah, yeah it looks really good i try i think they sent me the buckskin one in carbon i i i think that was the one they sent but it's that was a great shooting bow man they've they've always yeah. had that going on you know and i told them yeah. that from the beginning back in the day when they were making the first carbon bows and they were running them over f-150s i was like dude this thing this thing looks sick and the one thing hoyt has always done well with their carbon and in my opinion is it just well, you know, we're you and I were talking about messing around, talking about that Mercedes uh, concept car, and, and the concept with that car was they built it. It was supposed to be a breathable, like Avatar the movie, like it's supposed to be part of the environment. Well, this Carbon RX Five looks like that to me. It looks like it's part of an environment. It looks like a root system, in my opinion, that's coming through trees. I just love it. I think what they've done with it is just genius over the years, and I, I'm happy they still do it. And uh, you know, people, I mean, the thing about this bow and a lot of people will say this like in our comments when we do our tesla videos about these carbon bows mainly the carbons but the price right they always say oh 1700 bucks blah 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 but i would challenge that and say first off 
material like that is is going to be super expensive to get and i know that for a fact because i've done purchasing in my lifetime so material that's carbon related that's specifically engineered and tooled the way this is twisted and all that i'm sure is not cheap to get their hands on but the other thing is think about the crossbows and how much money they've gone to man like a, a, a normal crossbow it's high level right now is two grand and up you know i mean to four right. grand like two to four right. grand so right. really I mean, if you love the sport and you love and you want to spend money on it, why not? If you're a golfer, you'll spend two grand on a club. You'll spend two grand on a tennis racket if you're serious, you know, if you if you if you're serious what you do. You know what I mean? So it just comes down to how yeah. much you're really gonna use it. <laughs> people that are that are that are saying that about a seventeen hundred dollar MSRP are people that are not going out there and hunting, you know, correct six days a year and being having success year in and year out. I mean, I'm just being honest. They're not that, yeah. that's not the people saying that. And plus yeah. when you buy bows if you buy a bow for 1500 bucks and then we rig it out you know you got another thousand bucks in it uh you i mean if you're a normal person you're going to use that and you take care of it you're going to use that for many years to come so yeah you know, for and sure plus, and then plus i mean if you're also a normal person or, or at least a you could do one of two things where you could use it for many years or you could flip that bow every single year and ha always Correct. have and always have the newest and best by, you know, selling it yeah. on the second market. So and you're not losing a ton of money on it either. Generally, no, you're not it's losing pretty... money. But after that point, you're paying a couple hundred bucks for a new bow every year. Yeah. That's... And the, the thing about those, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't, I, the thing is, Hoyt's not the only one doing this, right? Like other companies have carbon bows that are that much money. And so it's not like this is like, oh, they're the only ones doing it. And it's so expensive. But the thing about it is, Hoyt does have other options. So it's not like this is it, like 1700 bucks, take it or leave it. They got bows like the Torex, you know, and this bow's 800 bucks MSRP. The Ventum 30, which is along the lines of a Matthews price, 1300 bucks, you know. Um, so they have a ton of stuff. And I, I, I hate when people just assume, you know, one thing on these things, that, you know, the, the whole point of it is they have a lineup. I wouldn't say they're as broad as Bear Archery or one of those who have a ton of $100 different bows, but. I would say that if you want a Hoyt, and when I was a kid, Hoyt was one of the biggest brands ever made. You know, Martin Hoyt, uh, Darton at the time when I was a kid, you know, I remember all that. And they just remember going in there and there's the Cheetah from Martin and there was this Hoyt Ultra, you know, and you're just like, oh, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, what do I do? And I remember that the feeling was amazing. But I still feel that way about Hoyt. When I see a Hoyt and I see the name, I just, it brings back that memory of man these guys were always like one of the top tier bows you know and yeah they literally when it comes, man, when it comes so to, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh no uh, good but when it when it comes to bows in particular uh it, it, I, what i'm about to compare it to is very similar which is vehicles like trucks like whether you're a ford guy chevy guy gmc guy in my opinion i've shot a lot of bows over the years been fortunate to shoot a lot of bows uh in in, in my time in the industry the top four, five, six bows out there, the, the, their flagship bows are good bows every single year. And it comes down to you. It comes down to like what you want, you know, what your preference is. Like for me, mm -hmm. that 35 inch bow with them big cams, like just fits me right. It just feels freaking amazing. Yeah. And so I'm going to be reluctant to go back to a 29 inch bow because I remember what that, what that long bow feels like, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, like I was a Matthews boy growing up. And my all-time favorite bow is the Matthews LX, which I think was a 36-inch bow, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like, I like that feel. My point is, is that 
it all comes down to personal feel or personal preference. And you just have to get out there and shoot as many as you can. When it comes down, it comes time to, 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 to make a $1,500 purchase or more, actually it'll be more when you're done. But, you know, you got to shoot them all. Make sure that you've got the one that fits right with you. Well, what, no matter what brand it is, I, I support people hunting. I don't care what they have in their hands. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't matter. I always thought that's funny because people they get so like angry about these brands. I'm like, dude, yeah, like it well, all it all works, bro. Like it's not, you know, it's not like uh one's better than the other. It's really preference. It always has been and, and it always yeah. will be. It's just, you know, it, it all I ask people to do is don't let marketing fool you, don't let marketing tell you what to do. Just yeah. get the data go to the store and buy it you know what i mean or, or shoot it yep. and then buy based on what you thought was the best mm -hmm. the worst thing you could do is take people's advice and only buy you know what they deem is the best or you know that's the worst thing you can possibly do it's terrible coming from a anyway. man that's been trading for the last 15 years in this industry yes go out there you know if you respect someone you know i i try not to lie so there's a few people like me out there in the industry yeah <laughs> you know, listen, you know, maybe listen to that person, but then go out there and test it for yourself and see what you think. So, so Brian, this, um, so for people to find your videos right now, I know you obviously have your Instagram and I'll link that below for everybody, but you do have your, my world outdoors on YouTube, which is, you guys got a ton of content on here. Um, mm -hmm. look, are you say you do a lot of this editing yourself, actually? All these I videos? do every, every second of that, of those videos I've done myself. Yes. Are you using uh what do you use to edit? Like are you Adobe guy or Final Cut? I, I'm Adobe now. I made the switch to Adobe probably man, probably been 2014, so six years ago. And the reason why I switched to Adobe back then was I was I was with Final Cut. I, was, or I say with, I was using Final Cut uh and all the Apple suite. And I had to rewrap all of my files. And so I had to convert all of my files in order for Final Cut to read them. And at the time, it was M M MTS files. And oh, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was just super, super annoying having to touch all these files like three times before I actually could e edit them. And so I made the switch to uh, Adobe, who could handle those files natively and have been using it ever since. So there, I, I will say this about Apple, their product, all of their products, all of their, all their software is extremely intuitive. Like I loved Final Cut. I loved uh, motion to do motion graphics in. Uh, where if you thought that something should be in a certain spot, like I need to do this, what would I do, you know, to, I don't know, like yeah. do this. It would be like where you thought it would be, right? That was great. But what Adobe has over Apple is it's all the third party plugins and, and effects mm. and all these other things that you can do with, with, with Adobe. So, and, and at the time you could do a lot of different, it supported a lot of different types of uh, video. So a lot more different video. So generally when you film, are you guys filming in like a lot three or something, or, and then you're adding color later, or do you film in color? No, I, I I do all the all the color correction and post. Yeah, I want to do as little. I want to do as little in the field as 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 possible. I want it to be as flat and as much information as there as I can get it. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I because I've been editing myself for years, and I we I use Final Cut, and the Final Cut has actually opened up. You brought up the third party; they actually have third party stuff you can they, do now. 
they do the now graphics or something it's called i don't use motion very often though but i, I guess so for motion that's gives you the ability to like cut something in video and maneuver it right or do something yeah, to it or motion. bring in like a graphic apple, apple motion is the equivalent of adobe after effects the same thing Got it. yeah so you can go you, visual visual graphics so. i'm watching your video painting this deer's face at the same time this is awesome it's mesmerizing <laughs> I love it is video. this is like a video like I, I this is like amazing video like it's just yeah. it looks so good like holy cow you really pulled this thing together you just kind of get hilarious. caught wanting to see how it ends and that we deemed that we named that bus buck ross and ross has done very well for me so uh i'm very i'm very proud of him <laughs> Yeah, it looks so good, dude. That's like before and after. Yeah, I'm definitely cutting this into this video. <laughs> I'm like mesmerized. Like I'm watching that Ross guy on TV, whatever his name is. Bob Ross, yeah. Bob Ross. I'm like watching you paint this thing's face. That's partly that's partly the reason why we need him Ross. Ross it's the boss. So bro. funny. Yeah, the hardest part about like I, I guess what's intriguing to me about it for you know your editing skills and stuff like that is when you edit like an actual hunting episode, I find that to be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And I, I feel like when you're doing as many as you are and constantly telling the story, it's so hard to like do that because like you, you need things, the B-roll specific, like, and if you're not filming it or you're not, you know, telling the guy like, Hey, I need you to say this or that you don't really get it. Then you're missing those things. And you, when you go to edit it, you're like, Oh man, it'd been so cool if you just said, Hey, we're crossing this bridge right now. Or, yeah. you know, Hey, I just got these new, this new bow. Right. I mean, so you can do something specific to make it a really cool story. That was one of the things I always struggle with, with hunting shows, like the hunting portion, the Tesla stuff I do is a lot easier. It's very cut and dry because it's just, you know, a product and this is what it does. And so to me, that's easier than telling a story. And, uh, but that's the cool part. If you can do it, you know, it's, it's definitely a valuable thing because I think you need to draw people, right? And if people can feel the story, they're more likely going to share it or want to be a part of it. Right. And that's actually, it's funny. You kept saying, tell a story, tell a story, tell a story. But I've been preaching. I've been doing production for for a while i always tell the field producers that we got to tell a story and if you were filming me i would say the only you you personally are the one telling the story and the only way that you can tell it is with this camera so whatever you show me as the editor and as the producer that's the story i have to tell it doesn't matter what happened it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if you know, it was raining all week and you guys, you know, slipped out there midday and got a buck killed. If you didn't film any freaking rain shots, if you didn't film any of this stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's just a kill. If that's all, you know, if you just filmed a kill yeah. um, or, or if you had a buck in the brush and, you know, or if you passed up a big buck and uh, you, you wish you didn't. And, you know, later you end up shooting them or whatever, whatever the story is, none of that matters. If you didn't capture it or you didn't tell that story live uh but what we yeah. what we do is we actually call our what, what most people call our you know episodes we call them stories we call them full stories uh because that's what we're doing we're telling stories and yeah. uh if you go to our youtube page we have uh multiple full stories on there where they're anywhere between 40 well really in between 20 minutes and 90 minutes you know and, and whatever whatever the story dictates the, the, the that's what it is yeah that's so 
cool. I, I just, it's so hard to do that stuff. I'm going to show you this video real quick. Cause I'm, I'm interested to hear, I want to hear, I want to say, I want to bring something up because I think it's hilarious, but right. hold on a second, I'm going to share my screen with you. Um, I think I can do this one. Let me know when you can see this YouTube thing. I got it. All right, cool. So I just wanted to share this with you real quick. So I just filmed this today. Mm -hmm. And my question to you is what camera do you think I was filming that in this first part? That part? Yeah. I mean, there's no telling, man. I can do some crazy stuff with my iPhone. That's an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Look how clear it is. I was yeah. like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, really? And this is the camera where it's facing at you. It's not even the one that's the back camera. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, and I threw, I threw, a, we were talking about, um, we were talking about earlier there, uh, I threw a color correction over this to make mm -hmm. it look a little nicer, but it was still filmed in the color. You know, I wasn't filming in LUT or anything, but you know, I just couldn't believe, I was like, dang. And then you yep. can see the differences, like when you watch this and you start to see like, all right, so like this camera is totally different camera. Mm -hmm. I don't even like all these cameras are like Panasonic. I think Sony, yeah. some of these I, over the years, cause this, this video is a conglomerate of speed testing. And so, um, but I was thinking about that today because I, I filmed it and I thought, man, oh, I, I hit that. Okay, I think I'm good. No, I think I'm good. All right, so I couldn't remember. I, I did that and I, I thought, it's quite amazing the stuff you could do now with a phone that you couldn't do before with an iPhone yep. 12 or 13. Like I, I film... I was just thinking about it earlier and I film probably 80% of the clips I do are filmed with the iPhone nowadays. It's crazy. Right. Cause it's not on big TVs, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And there is a difference. I mean, I, 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 I do, I know there's a difference. Like even right now, this is a, a mirrorless mm -hmm. DSLR. So you could tell the backgrounds blurred out. You could tell, but in, in some cases it's quite amazing what a phone can do uh you know from where I, I we have, come from i have so much iphone footage mixed into my episodes and stories for the last i don't know probably 10 yeah. years i mean probably even going back 10 maybe not 10 years maybe six years that you, you know you you would you would never know what's what to be to be totally honest especially with this camera now i got this is heck this is even an old camera now it's like a it's like a 10 pro or 11 pro I mean, you can yeah. do some, man, especially if you turn to 4K. 4K off of iPhone looks better than 1080 on one of my regular cameras. Yeah, it's crazy. i just like, man, I, uh, have you ever watched uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah, both seasons. All right, so my question is, and I'm trying to pull this up so we can talk about it real quick. It's very I, important. This You're going to find this interesting, and I think uh, this is a, a – I'm trying to find this clip I was looking for. This guy. This is not the clip. All right, hold on a minute. Uh, I invested in a new keyboard, so I'm getting used to it. It doesn't make a lot of clicks like the old one, so I am able to do more stuff with it now. Nice. This is, oh, this dang! I picked. I clicked the same video. Stupid. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. This guy. All right. So you. The thing is this. 
you might have to go back when I say this, you might not have realized this or thought about it, but you might have to go back and watch it. And then you tell me what you think, but this, so I've been watching the show, my wife and I, we love it. It's so good. Yep. But this guy here. So this guy in the, in the movie, see, this is hard. Cause he, look at his complexion. It's like so good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in the show, when you're watching the show, and you're watching the movie there's parts of him acting he looks like he's cgi he looks like he's not even real and i don't know if it's because his complexion is so good or <laughs> he really was cgi'd in for a little bit of the show because really? of maybe he wasn't there or maybe you know uh you know what i'm saying but you have to rewatch huh. season one see if they show it here like parts of it like look at look at look at this motion i don't know you <laughs> This this looks real right here to me now, but I, I don't know if you know. Sometimes they film in like these eight K cameras, right? That are so high yeah. end that yeah. it's almost like if you did have a good complexion like this guy, maybe it looks like it's fake. You know, I don't know. Right. This doesn't. This isn't selling me what I saw earlier. So just rewatch <laughs> season one and just not the whole thing. Just look for him and just look for his parts. And you tell me if you think that there's some sort of Trickery. play going on there. There's, yeah. It looks like trickery when you see parts of you. Like, really, his, his movements of his lips and his eyes, and it just doesn't look right. I don't know. I will. Somebody I will even. I'll go back and look. Yes. Somebody even made comments like, "I looked it up, and people were saying like, is this the first CGI character like in a movie, like full CGI character that's not even there? Is this guy wearing green a green screen that's standing next to these people and it's total CGI? And I don't know, but." I, <laughs> when i saw the video i told my wife i don't think he's real right there like in other parts he looks real but not that part and there was a couple so i have a feeling and i was telling her like maybe he couldn't he wrote he's one of the writers that guys apparently and maybe he couldn't make the first half of the filming for another movie or something so they had to see you know who knows it's right. definitely possible i mean these guys can do anything dude They're they see they CGI'd a mustache out of uh, Henry Cavill's face for Justice League. So, you know, wow. weird stuff, man. Yeah, they don't mess around, dude. I wish I could do anything like that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> they do. I don't even know the first way they would do something like that. Like, it's just incredible. And yeah. I think a little stuff, you know, you think a little things like, uh, I've had a friend who was doing editing in the industry, and he used to tell me, and I, I, this is nothing I did, but he's telling me that he had to move shots and videos. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, God dang. I'm like, yeah. he's like, yeah, but he's like, you could do that. He goes, this does, it's not as hard as you think. And it's I'm not. like, really? And he goes shot by shot. He said it would be clip by clip, but you'd have to keep moving an item as the match. And I'm like, wow, I never even knew that was feasible or possible. But he said, when things happen in an instant like that, it's not going to be noticeable anyway if you just make a quick yeah. move or something. If it was like a liver shot and you want it to be a double lung, I don't know, whatever. Some of the great <laughs> I've ever made have been completely unnoticeable. Actually, every great the the greatest things I've ever made have been unnoticeable, and I will yeah. not give them right now on this <laughs> on this <laughs> phone call. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy though. Like I had we had one a couple years back. And I I I actually I was like. I didn't know what to do with this. I ended up showing the footage anyway, because I, I didn't even know if I should show it, but basically we were filming and the hunter, um, he was shooting and the, 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 it was a small buck. He came in and it was like between his legs, but like five yards away. 
And so he drew back and he, he came up like this and he went, he fired, but when he fired it, um, the, the cam hit his knee and it mm. bounced the bow and it yep. hit the thing right in the temple, yep. like straight up arrow sticking out of the temple, this deer, it was yep. crazy. And it, it was running into trees. I ended up putting it on YouTube. They didn't, I thought they'd take it down or something, you know, cause it was pretty yeah. graphic, but they didn't. And I only left it just to show people like, Hey, you know, this can happen. I mean, this is real deal. I'm not faking anything here. You know, this went yeah. down, this is what happened. We got the deer. So it worked out, but yeah, it was crazy, dude. How, how could it not even knock out the deer? You know, that was nuts. Like it's just well, see pictures of deer all the time on trail camera where they have a, you know, an arrow sticking out of their nose and, you know, crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, they're tough animals and you know, there's yeah. not, there's a lot of things up there, especially on a deer that, uh, you know, it's not going to kill it. Putting the nasal yeah. cavity. Yeah. So. I've seen so many deer live through so many shots, dude. I, I can't believe oh, it. Yeah. I'm just like, I shot one deer. It was a beautiful deer I shot at. And I hit it, but I hit it bad, like a no zone shot or some shit. And literally saw the deer like three days later, like just seeing yeah. out in the field, not even limping. You could see the mark too, where I hit it. I'm like, what? Yeah. With two binoculars. Like this is insane, oh, yeah. dude. I shot That's three bow this year three mature bucks and i i wounded another one i shot it low uh, unfortunately hit it in the brisket never never recovered it so uh you know as far as like that goes it's just kind of part of yeah but, part of hunting yeah there's a lot what's of things your, uh, what's your go-to broadhead right now i'm shooting three blade muzzy so i'm freaking nice. that's my that's my freaking go-to right there i'm a simple man yeah, now I challenge you to check out the Muzzy One because I've had huge success with that broadhead, dude. Solid what is, piece of machinery. Got it. The Muzzy uh, One is a solid one piece. It is is the okay. same concept as the Montec. Yeah, yeah. One piece, but this one's a Muzzy instead of a G5. But right. it is. They sent me a couple packs, and I killed two deer in one year with it. And it was like one was with a crossbow, and I shot this deer at forty six yards. I'm not exaggerating. It went through the shoulder, through the heart, and into the ground. I was like, right. whoa. And it was dead straight because it had a, a luminoc on the back. I could see the trail, and it was just literally like, like a laser. It was just like zoom. Right. And then later in the year, I ended up shooting um, a real, uh, one of my biggest bucks I've shot, actually. Uh, Double-lunged it with that. It went right through it. Died like 30 yards away. It was the best. I'm like, dude. Right. Like, So I stopped using it only because we we have like five broadhead supporters of our show so i try to pick between those guys every time i go out but uh yeah if i if i was gonna select a head that i was gonna stick with it would definitely be a muzzy one for sure after seeing that you know if you shoot an animal in the right spot you can do it with the sharp rock we know this agree you know if you get him in the right spot so if, if you're wanting to if you want to make a bad shot on the animal if i was gonna make a bad shot on the animal i, I would hope i have a big old mechanical one there with a two and a half inch cut yeah. uh if i'm wanting perform and this is this is all my personal opinion by the way if yeah, i'm wanting yeah, yeah. To perform, i'm wanting something i can shoot out there 50 60 yards if i have to i want a uh oh, what was that just lost your video for a second can you hear me yep yeah yeah my phone ready to die uh if i'm wanting performance <laughs> i'm going for going for a fixed blade right in that's my personal preference old school i want razors on the front that if it's going to yeah. hit it's gonna, so it ain't gonna yeah, come open 
Yeah, it's crazy the amount of heads that are out there and the, the options. And it's been fun. We play around with all of them, but like, you know, I've never, I can't say I've shot deer with every single one. You know, I wish I had more experience with some of them in the field, but we'll see. I, I do try to take a new head every once in a while when I go out, you know, give it a couple of times. I've been playing around a lot with the thorn broadheads, the crown, which is a vicious looking head. Uh, we had one guy shoot a deer with it. It just crushed it. It's so, so vicious. There's so many it's what it looks it? like a thorn it looks like a rose bush that's how many okay. cuts there are on it it's called the thorn crown and okay. uh it's gotten we posted some tiktok videos on it and it went ballistic um the videos because people haven't seen it and they're like what is this you know what you know so <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty cool man yeah check that one out when you get time it's pretty neat it was, i was like wow that thing vicious so have you moved over to tiktok yet i have a tiktok but i kept getting mad at him because i kept taking my videos down so yeah see it's hard for you because if you show kill shots you get pulled yeah man like like the good stuff that i do is you know it involves a dead animal or at least a shot i'll tell you right now you should put that face painting on there i think people like that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> my face paint or the or the deer the deer you did in that video oh, yeah, that's the, a good cut I w that's a good idea you know what they love things like that yeah F tiktok's my the kind of concept that's quick you know, you want to fast forward it, obviously, but like you, you know, that kind of quick uh, publicity works really well on that platform. Uh, That's, you know, my, I mean, everyone I know is on TikTok. I like TikTok. I, you know, I like to be stupid and funny and, you know, like my brain works for TikTok, but. All right, guys, we're back with Brandon. We actually lost connection. So we just came back. That's the reason the background behind him is dark now. So let's be clear about that. So you're not like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it happens. Um, So Brandon, I only got really one more big question for you. And that is how the heck do you have that much hair? That's all I want to know. This. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i guess my, my oh i don't know how old he is he's getting up there in his 50s or getting closer to the 60s i reckon but he's got a nice full head of hair my most of my family do um uh, so got lucky i don't have so, any hair yeah. see this i got like seven hairs so that's it <laughs> yeah it's one thing i do have too much of is a beard when i just shaved this baby it was it was pretty far down and I was like, man, I like it, but like, ah, there's something weird about rubbing my fingers through it. And it was so thick and luscious that it was like your head was my, was my chin. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Uh, just freaking just hit the, hit the lottery there and then hit the, the lottery in the negative way with my face. That's it. <laughs> uh brandon man brandon brandon adams thanks man for joining me i appreciate it tonight and uh looking forward to all the great content you've been putting out and next time we do this maybe we'll do a live version on insta or tiktok or something fun that we can do some q a's or something fun you know what i mean yeah we'll make sure that i'm in a place with a charged cell phone at the time <laughs> <laughs> all right man we'll see you thank you so much i appreciate the invite see you dave